0: Beep. Mm-hmm. Good afternoon. Welcome to the end-user community, uh, end User computing podcast, episode number six. Uh, we are live for a merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Wanza, uh, whatever other holidays are celebrated. Uh, special episode to celebrate the end of the year. Uh, today I'm joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hello. Anton hey guys Chris hey. Steve yo and your host Dane young uh, you can find all of us on Twitter's and uh, join the live stream uh, either this time or next time uh, whenever you're able to so it's been a pretty busy year I um, hope you guys are ready for the holidays any totally. uh, anybody doing anything special for the holidays
1: total unplugged.
2: Total yeah. unpluggage. Christian Riley's trying to do that and is failing miserably. <laughs> yeah, I think he had some problems with uh,
3: stopping the center just a couple <laughs> hours ago.
4: <laughs> he can't unplug anymore, I think. I don't think any of us can. <laughs> no. That's why I'm working during these holidays.
0: Anyone uh, going on any trips for the holidays? Or staying local mostly? Nope, oh, just local.
3: Local? Local? local.
4: No snow in Europe, so I have to stay local.
3: Yeah.
0: How and is I there no snow
4: in Europe? Time. It doesn't make sense. Well, there's no winter sport at the moment, uh, at least in the most part of Europe.
3: I have to, like, drive for, like, two hours, then I get snow. So, not that bad. I will saying, in Norway, up. that's saying something.
1: Yeah, you know, minute, there's no snow in Norway. Wow, no,
3: that's,
0: that's like no Even sand in Sahara, right?
1: Global warming is real. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, it's been a busy year. Uh, I'm sure you guys have uh, have been feeling it as well, um, between the conferences and trade shows and you know CTP, V expert MVP uh, get-togethers. Uh, it's been it's been a fun year. 2015 is uh, coming to an end and we only have about another week week and a half or so. Um, what, what have been some highlights for you guys over the last year? Anything uh, anything significant happening either in your personal, professional lives or in the industry as a whole?
1: Well Steve, okay. here, I'll, I'll just start and say that we're living in the future. This is the best time ever. Technology and communication is amazing. It's entering every aspect of life. Our EUC you know, niche is fantastic, the community is stronger than ever, technology is getting better, and we're back in space, cars are driving themselves, it's just amazing.
4: And so much going on
2: at the same time.
1: It just keeps yeah. getting faster, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, shout out to SpaceX for sticking their landing, that was just amazingly cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh,
0: I watched that last night as well. Um, I I will admit I did do the whole scrub fast-forward thing because the one-hour live stream was uh, was a little much for me, but uh, it was pretty impressive.
2: I mean, the the half-hour of fluff leading up to the 10 minutes versus launch and landing is, yeah, okay, it's fluff. But, yeah, it was cool. Yeah.
1: But it's the beginning of an era. I know, like, we see space launches and we see satellites, but there's something about this is different. This is the beginning of, like, we're going to go to Mars. We're going to be traveling in space. We're going to be commuting, you know, landing a rocket back on Earth. That's cool.
2: Yeah, remember, uh, what do I want to say, 60, 70 probably? Let's say 60 years ago. Uh, air travel was a luxury. Everyone still traveled by train, and now... You get on an airplane like it's nothing. Sixty years from now, pretty sure we'll be getting on on a not necessarily a rocket. I'm pretty sure we'll have space planes by that time. But you'll be getting on one of those like it's nothing.
1: That's good stuff. I think we yeah, just
2: got there, Claudio.
0: There's, hey, there's
2: Claudio. Oh hey, Claudio. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: Hey, Claudio, you can kill your video cam, but thanks for joining me. Oh, there me. you go.
2: There's yeah, him.
4: baby. CTP. <laughs> Are you wearing your MVP t-shirt? Or? <laughs> I'm
2: at home. In his kitchen.
5: Yes, in the kitchen, naked, just using the CTP shirt. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no.
1: Yeah, way too much information there, buddy. But we're glad you're here, because we have a special award for you today. Yes.
5: Yeah, I know lots of people join it just to see me naked. That's why I came prepared. <laughs>
1: Seriously, right. kill the video. Yeah, seriously, man.
5: Let's <laughs> yeah, stop with the video. I don't even know how to stop the video, but let's try.
0: Yeah, there's a little camera button at the top. Just hit it to mute.
5: Oh, this is a phone, so there's no camera oh, button anywhere. Oh
0: my joining a podcast <laughs> from a phone.
1: Having <laughs> I mean, you no know, respect, man. Hence <laughs> our previous okay. statement about technology. I mean, think about that. If you, Chris, you're saying travel 60 years ago, Mm-hmm. Talking 20 years ago, if you said to somebody 20 years ago, "Oh, let me pull up that picture on my phone and text you," they'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about? A phone has a curly cord, and it sticks out of the wall."
2: Have yeah, you no ever idea. heard? Have you ever heard that analogy? How would you explain a cell phone to someone from 50 years ago? And the answer is, I hold in my hand a piece of technology capable of accessing the sum total of human knowledge, and yet I use it to look up pictures of cats and get into arguments with complete strangers.
1: <laughs> and that's a whole other issue.
2: Oh a yeah, total, <laughs> total waste
0: of an amazing thing.
1: <laughs> Did you guys see when Back to Future's anniversary, you know, recently, and they had um, Doc Brown and McFly come on? Uh, was it uh, Jimmy Fallon? One of the shows he came out, and that's what they said. He showed him his phone, and he's like, you know, great, you should do it, Chris. But great Scott, this is a supercomputer." Astrophysicists could be using this to, you know, find mm-hmm. out the secrets of the universe They say, no, we just spend little icons to each other all day.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was Jimmy Fallon. That was, yeah, Jimmy yeah, Fallon. That yeah, was a
2: cool great. episode. The reaction they had when they said, oh, yeah, most people will be watching this tomorrow while sitting on the toilet.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, it's not that bad. Yeah, that all
1: right, back, to, awesome. EUC. back, back to EUC. What's up? This was a we great year. This was a killer year. I'm all about hyperconvergence. Don't mean to be repetitive, but it's just so badass. I love it. It's changing everything for the better.
2: I would agree completely.
0: So we got some hyperconvergence, some IoT. So 2015 is uh, is pretty monumental for you guys for hyperconvergence, IoT. Uh, Anton, Eric, what you guys been up to? Wow. Uh, my
4: year is a uh, net scale exam mobile enterprise mobility year. Absolutely, okay. no time for any other stuff.
0: Gotcha. All right, so, so
4: mobility is so hot right now at, at a lot of customers. I think it's not a hype anymore. It's gonna make it's it's, it's coming more and more common sense. So
1: we, we, we've done yeah. some of it, but not a lot. What what are the use cases? What are, what are people mostly actually using that for? In your uh, for
4: instance, I'm at the moment. I today I was working at a uh, huge uh, crane uh, company uh, who's using the mobile crane application for their employees, so that a customer can sign a bill actually when they finish the job write down the materials they used and then the the bill is automatically send it via email on the iPad or tablet directly to the customer and also to the uh, also automatically uploaded to the SAP system so those are pretty special use cases but I see a lot of government local government who is who are using mobility for email and secure web etc Yep. Also share files and, well, actually yeah. document sharing try to get away from Dropbox and WeTransfer, transfer et cetera. Are so any of your is...
1: clients doing um, the right signature stuff where you can sign documents?
4: No, not actually. Uh, it's it's okay. most based on on-premises storage, so not off-premises. M- most of them are using the on-premises edition and then use it with Mobile or without to get away from the Dropbox, etc.
1: Right, you know, if I can pick up on that Antone, the model that Sharefile brought with control plane in the cloud data on site is excellent. I think it had a big influence on Citrix workspace cloud and I think that concept is strong. I think it's um, really going to fly in the future, right? So you keep your workload or your data close to you but you leverage yep. the cloud for management. I think that's a big deal going. And forward. actually,
4: this is what a uh, hybrid cloud infrastructure uh, probably is going to be in the future. So, I think it's not possible to have the, your entire environment in the cloud at the moment. It's always a hybrid, hybrid right. system. Right. And I think SharePoint those applications are the perfect example for how you can have your, uh, yeah. Uh, your application in the cloud and it's funny, data funny
3: you on Because you know, I've uh, heard uh, VMware actually saying the same. And uh, just a year ago, they said uh, completely different stuff. They said right. everything will be in the cloud. Cloud. And uh, this year has been all about hybrid cloud. I think 2016, 2017 will also be hybrid cloud. I think we have to live in the hybrid cloud for several, several, several years to come. You
4: know the the, the Gartner quadrants from a couple of years ago where you saw the analysis that cloud was a hype and then going down to kind of niche and then coming back? I think cloud is doing the same trend now from totally public cloud transitioning what was a hype transitioning (laughs) to a hybrid cloud model what what is going to be more common sense. But that's just my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the the you know the hype cycle is worn off and certainly cloud is used by a lot of different folks in a lot of different areas and you know one area that we you know me myself and our company don't historically play a lot in is on the app dev side you know there's a lot of pl- public cloud consumption for application development and, and life cycle that you know we historically Uh, just are completely blind to uh, because it's not typically who we're talking to within our customers and who we're selling to and whatnot so I think everything goes through its phases and I think you know for the wide adoption mass market for infrastructure uh, I think there is some hype cycle uh, type of type of stuff for Gartner going on right now with uh, with cloud and then end user computing as it relates to cloud yep
1: Okay, I'm going to say this out loud. Has anyone ever gone back and checked Gartner, like how they do against their projections? Just saying. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's they always sound question. so awesome. Well, does. we were
4: talking about hype. I think we all can make our conclusion. <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: We should exactly. take note of that, Dane, so we can go follow up on that next year.
0: I, I agree. I think that would be a good one. And so, it's not uh, only Gartner, right?
4: it's all the yeah all the any anybody that is well. uh,
0: historic for uh, making predictions that's one thing you know i love predictions is a good laugh and everything but you can't take them too seriously so
4: and on the on the other end we all know them so it's it's a mixed feeling
0: Very cool. Yeah. Well, I think for me, one thing that I observed, and maybe it's just because I'm, I'm more aware, more coherent of this, this time around, but it seemed like this year was really a hot year for acquisitions, uh, specifically in, in the tech company space. Um, and huge congrats to the SolidFire guys for getting picked up by NetApp. I know that deal is, is still in the works, but it'll probably you know come to fruition middle of next year or so. That was a pretty cool acquisition, and then of course the big one—you know, the the industry's largest tech acquisition, the Dell EMC—and um, then uh, you know just a, a splattering of other uh, tech acquisitions that have happened this year. I think that was you know something that I recognized.
1: Definitely, yeah, it's know. not new, but it picked up this year, and I think it was also more strategic this year, more important than just yeah. a incidental, oh, they bought this little company. Some yeah, big and you know, seismic it, things happening.
3: Yeah, and you know, it shows that Dell needed to do something, which tells us that every hardware, traditional hardware pusher needed or needs to do something to evolve. And I, I guess uh, you know, we'll just see how it plays out in regards to how Dell will play the VMware uh, stuff in the future. Uh, that's it, if
4: you, it if you see what was going on with Dell and the acquisition of EMC, uh, there was so um, a lot of rumor about it, and now, well, it has been happened, and, well, everybody says, okay, we'll, we'll see, well, that's what I what I see, mm-hmm. everybody or, or a lot of people seems to be okay with it and absolutely it needs to work out next year and maybe the year after to see what will be the results but maybe okay. it's not a bad thing
0: yeah the other kind of related to acquisitions is uh, is companies either going back on acquisitions or um, you know divesting from acquisitions so like the the go to spinoff off uh, that that was uh, a pretty impactful one for our space and then um like, uh, you know, Whiptail and Cisco. Uh, you know, Cisco announcing that they weren't going to continue dropping funds into Whiptail. I-, I think that was a pretty big one this year as well, um, you know, for something that had a lot of promise and looked like it was going to be a good acquisition overall, and they just completely backed out of it. So kind of interesting.
3: Yeah, and no, I have to... I think we're losing, or we haven't actually talked about it yet, but, you know... Citrix actually got into the SDS space by buying Melio. That's right, uh, yep. And, you know, uh, I've been doing Symbolic for a couple of years. Uh, I think they have a great product. Um, I, I hope Citrix doesn't do the wrong thing with Melio because it could actually turn out to be great for Citrix.
1: Yeah, Marius just chatted too, pointing out that we kind of touched on containers just chatting it, but containers is a big development. It's not so much EUC, but he was pointing out that Netscaler is going to be running in containers. That's cool. And and there is a movement um, to kind of apply containers to the end-user app virtualization space. Um, You know, the Spoon people are doing it. And I think that's going to have some legs in it too. Yeah, I
3: love more. Spoon. Spoon. Uh, I've been following Spoon for a couple of years. Uh, their their stuff is cool. And we have to not forget AppDisk, right, from Citrix. Yep. Which is basically, in some sense, also containers.
1: That's an interesting question, and probably not in scope. Is uh, mm. What it, wh- when is it appvert? When is it layers? And when is it containers? Maybe <laughs> we'll talk about that another time.
0: Uh, next year, virtualization and layers and containers. Oh my! <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've got big Esther one. in the chat too.
0: Yep, we're uh, having a good time. So, any any other big ones from uh, 2015 uh, where it was kind of like maybe a trend, or something that you, you noticed that was happening more frequently than just, you know, once or twice over the year?
3: I can actually tell you a couple of stories about uh, how the 3D space has been evolving. Uh, you know, Norway is a country with a lot of oil and gas, and uh, other uh, heavy uh, production of boats, for instance, uh, you know, shipbuilders, and 3D has really taken off. It's been kind of niche for a couple of years. Uh, This year has been, I've been crazy busy with doing uh, HDX 3D from Citrix primarily. Um, Yeah, and it's cool to see that also Intel is on the horizon with the Iris chipset, and you know, I think it will be a de facto standard for 2016 when Windows 2016 server is out. Um, It's kind of, the browsers are keeping on you know, they killed Flash, and now everything is going to be HTML5, and it's going to have to require some sort of GPU, so.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. I'll um, pull a Gartner and proclaim that 2016 is the year of the GPU becoming mainstream.
0: Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh,
4: we're going there. Are we recording this? Are we recording this? Will it become mainstream?
0: Yeah. So, so one one thing I noticed, uh, 2015 was was good for, and maybe I I felt it more than others, but I felt like there was a lot of controversial around GPUs this year. And you know, to me, I'm kind of like, why? Like, why is this something that's controversial? Like, if you've been building PCs or you've been buying laptops or tablets or whatever, it's just been always part of the conversation. And yet, there's there's been controversy about, well, you don't need a GPU, you don't need a GPU, it screws up the form factor, blah, 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 and all these other things. And it, I, I don't think I ever was expecting it to be so controversial.
3: No, it's kind of funny, because, you know, uh, regular users doesn't see it all that at the moment. But even, like, Firefox, Google Chrome, you know, the, God forbid, the new Edge uh, from Microsoft uh, browser, Um, (laughs) uh, it all uses more GPU than any browser before them so you know it's gonna I think it's it has to be and it has come uh, to stay and uh, yeah
4: well same goes out with all the new uh, office systems that are going to be there it's direct that's going to use GPU as well
3: yeah And uh, also, you know, a lot of uh, websites are actually using uh, WebGL uh, for rendering. Uh, And also games are moving to the, you know, Web Graphics Library, which is basically a JavaScript API for rendering uh, 3D computer graphics or 2D. Uh, In some spaces, it's very known already, but uh, I think we'll just...
4: But on the other end, what needs to be done, if it will uh, need, will get mainstream, uh, developers needs to make it mainstream as well to make use of GPU rather than using CPU and RAM. Oh, that's true. Yep.
3: What well, you see is a
4: lot of applications are using it. Some or some don't. Some do it single thread or something.
3: Yeah, you know, Office 360 or Office, you know, they also use it, so...
1: Yeah, we I a comment earlier about moving towards standards of HTML5 based stuff, you know, video and graphics is important because it's going to be more of a standard framework. I think it's going to be easier for the vendors to deal with. I think it's going to be easier to render things locally that should be local and server based when they should be. So I think that's a great development. Don't
4: get us don't get started on HTML5.
1: Well, it's not even oh. a thing. So it's It's a nebulous thing, but generally we're talking about the codecs, right? That our yep. um, standard.
4: But I think html 5 could be the perfect uh, scenario for make use of a standardization both on all kind of uh, GPU, CPU, RAM, etc. I agree. But the That's problem true. with html 5 is that there are well plenty of. 20 protocols on HTML5 as well. It's not one application as it used to be, or used to be developed five years ago, or maybe more.
1: The good thing is there's been rapid, um, fast iteration in HTML5. It, you know, it improves and adds features very, very quickly. And that I would say is another thing this year, Dane, is that we saw um, Citrix adopt some of that mentality, right? I thought Mm -hmm. the emergence of Sharefile and Cloud Workspace um, really brought that idea into an enterprise software company. And I've been amazed at watching the speed of iteration. That's been really exciting, and I think that's going to accelerate and continue. I think Enzo at VMware is is driving them that way as well. And I think these uh, established players are starting to get more nimble and more DevOps-like, and that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, the, you know, the rapid iteration, I think that's primarily the piece that you're talking about um, that we saw with uh, the, the browser app service and then with the uh, the app DNA express, feature that they launched to Workspace Cloud. And the other one, the other big one for, you know, the transition from IMA to FMA is multi-site. You know, they had multi-site up and running in Workspace Cloud before Workspace Cloud even GA'd. And, you know, we've been talking about needing, you know, multiple site, type of approach in FMA pretty much since they told us that it IMA wasn't was there. going
1: away. <laughs> since it wasn't there.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and it was funny, I just, I had somebody bring that up to me again today and I was like, oh yeah, you keep reminding me that it's still not in the product. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm, I'm lost sometimes thinking, oh yeah, it's there, it's there, because we keep having these discussions about futures and it's like, no, it's not in the product, you have to have databases and Infrastructure in every single site. So, um, and and I think you know, 2016 we may see better adoption of you know some of these newer technologies that the mainstream companies are coming out with, um, like Workspace Cloud. Um, I think it, I think time will tell on that.
1: I think Claudio's back.
2: Claudio is not on his phone anymore.
0: Claudio has a picture of a car on his...
5: Yeah,
1: I think it's his
5: <laughs> Lambo. <Not a> i <laughs> Can you hear me? There yeah. you go.
0: Hey. There is an echo when you first joined, but I think that's because you were joined twice. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, it's Maybe cool, you can right?
4: tell your opinion on HTML5, Claudio.
0: Yeah, Claudio, what do you think about HTML5? Or, or Flash,
5: my is- I guess it's that. They're all bullshit, you know. Like. <laughs> Thanks for I'm your I'm comment. Back.
2: I, had, I, had the, I had this phrase in my head, in Claudio's voice, and damned if it didn't come out.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you exactly should let Claudio
5: speak to Alexia. <laughs> yeah, that's a bad idea. I have one here. She listens to me. It's not like my wife.
1: <laughs> well, I'd say, you know, the more we talk about it, this has been an amazing year more than I even thought as I hear you guys add observations. And there's a lot of notable things, a lot of important and very fast developments. And I think it's just going to keep going and keep getting better.
2: And ramping up. I mean, yep. you know, have fun keeping up with this.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: So maybe what would be fun, uh, since we've kind of done a recap um, of some of the trends or mega trends in uh, 2015, what would be fun is if we share some of the uh, the, the end-user computing 2015 awards that we've come up with. Um, what do you think, Steve? Do you want to lead that one off?
1: That, that would be awesome, yeah. I think you guys all have it up. You can jump in. But I think this is a lot of fun. We are completely unqualified, uncertified. Um, no one's given us any right to do any of this, and none of the facts have been checked. Yeah. So um, this is for entertainment and educational purposes only. But you uh, only let's get a go down the list. Prize, huh? What's that?
0: You only get a virtual prize, so normally right. you or- <laughs> Yeah,
1: you just get a mention on a very niche podcast. Yeah, <laughs> some- that,
0: that'll go to like 20 followers. So, congratulations, <laughs> you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe you can but, um, earn some, some bitcoins.
1: Right, there you go. So, um, let's start off with um, the podcast, because obviously the EUC podcast is the very best. But if you had yeah. to pick something other than the EUC podcast um, as an excellent community resource, the uh, 2015 EUC award goes to Jarian and Andy for the front uh, frontline chatter chat, podcast. which uh, Incredibly yeah. good content, great guests. And those guys are super consistent. Yeah, There's always new like episodes. Applause. So yay. Yay.
0: Good job.
1: So I think that was really cool. And, um, Unfortunately, Thomas couldn't make it, but um, we all, I think we unanimously were believed in giving the best graphics for end-user computing award to NVIDIA. They've done some outstanding things with um, their hardware and working with the various hypervisor EUC providers, and they really have led the pack. I think that's going to get hot, the competition, soon, but can, I think can I just kinda throw created like category. A,
5: can I just throw like a wrench at NVIDIA as well? Sure, absolutely. Because, you know, going with that licensing and now trying to, you know, just milk the cow, screwing people over by licensing on a per-user basis on the on the GPU, that's, you know, that's pretty bad. If the yeah, card I can like, second
3: the Claudio uh, on that. It, yeah. uh, it's Claudio. the uh, worst idea since, you know, Windows ME.
1: Okay, so let me <laughs> update that. The best graphics end-user computing award goes to NVIDIA. And the worst idea for licensing.
0: <laughs> yeah, goes to NVIDIA. 2015. Congratulations. Yeah. Good yeah. call, Clara. Good yeah, call. So, yeah, so so audio, hard we hard already team. we busted their balls pretty good on a previous episode. You you missed that one. But yeah, they've they've definitely been hitting it been getting hit up from all kinds of angles around the licensing. So
1: yeah. I think they're feeling it. Um, I think another twenty fifteen award for EUC goes to the longest-running rumors that never actually happened. Number one is Microsoft's going to buy Citrix any day now. And number two, that Microsoft is going to crush Citrix and put them out of business, Uh, neither of which has happened. And it's just funny because, you know, that and a few others are just these rumors that just never go away and have never happened. So that's our 2015 longest-running rumor award. Um, Don't
3: forget Cisco.
1: Well, that's one. Goes, the same one. Goes, <laughs> but, uh, although I want to tell you a funny thing about that, I didn't include it because I think it's completely plausible now, <laughs> based on some recent events. But we'll we'll address that another time. Yep. Um, the hypervisor that won't die award EUC 2015 goes to Zen Server. It's back. Yay! It's <laughs> we Christ thought it was here. God. We thought it was gone. It's a it hypervisor just, that
0: everyone would love to hate, but it won't die. You
1: can't. It's cute. It's still around. It's Um, Kim Cudley.
0: and the next release is
5: gonna be called uh, "Zen Server Phoenix."
1: (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that would be perfect. Um, We think this this is probably gonna be a perpetual award, so we'll call it the uh, the the 2015 EUC Year of VDI Award goes to next year.
0: Absolutely, it's always next year. Next year is definitely gonna be the year of VDI. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that's what we have to fact-check Gartner on. That kind of is what kind of triggered it for me. Is I haven't
3: is heard that, you, that before.
1: Yeah. I thought there was a year of VDI every year for the last few years. Yeah. Uh, but on a more serious note, the best EUC technology acquisitions and integration unanimously goes to VMware. They've done a great job of buying up smaller functionality companies and casting a consolidated EUC vision. And... Uh, and they've got some great people working there, so kudos for that. Any other comments on that?
0: No, I just, you know, they've they've made a couple, and they've integrated a couple this year, um, from the, the Cloud Volumes guys to Amidio, um, and I think AirWatch was in the last year or year and a half or so as well, so uh, just really got good job to those guys, and then um, they, they acquired Nasira, but that, that uh, integration has taken a lot longer than anybody would have expected, but We're having lots of conversations with customers around network virtualization, lots of deployments actually, two of our customers have large scale deployments of NSX, so really good job taking these lesser known companies, integrating them in the fold and bringing real value to your customers, so good job VMware.
5: Absolutely. I just have one comment on the EUC, you know, their acquisitions. You know, they did some interesting stuff, but if you look at, for example, the, the, the profiles, the eMedio acquisition, no matter what we think about eMedio or VMware, it's a very, very dated technology, especially considering what FS Logics is doing, or even what, as I mentioned, like one of these days on, on Twitter, RDS has a built-in mechanism to do the same as FS Logics. And to redirect the whole profile, you know, to like a VHD, what for whatever reason Citrix doesn't expose. So, you know, VMware is like, sure, they acquired some cool stuff, but at the same time, they acquired stuff that I wouldn't do it, especially considering it's 10 plus years old, like dated technology. Interesting. Good feedback on that.
2: I think you've just described VMware there. Yeah.
1: Well,
5: yeah, they like true? to buy stuff. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Apparently. I'm
1: sorry, did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Yeah, you know, filter. That's a problem around the holidays. Hey, on the subject of VMware, there's the special award for the fastest transition from an EUC independent consultant to an EUC CTO. Hmm. goes to Sean Bass? I wonder Ooh. who that goes to. Yay, yeah, Sean, Sean Bass. Bass. Sean Bass,
2: awesome.
1: Um, he, he's a CTO at VMware, but he went from uh, just one area to the whole wall of wax including mobility and desktop. So that was pretty awesome. Sean deserves it. He's a brilliant guy. He has like two brains worth of power in one. It's amazing. So congratulations to him. Yeah, and Sean, Steve, so I'm gonna,
2: Steve, I'm gonna open up a can, I'm gonna open a can of worms there. Does he still work for Harry or is he parallel or is he above Harry now? Ooh. How's that work? How's that work?
0: I think the to answer is out.
1: yes.
2: <laughs>
1: That's a great should, question. We
2: should
3: actually try to get, get uh, Sean on the show on the, uh, just like in
0: the start of next year.
1: We'll pick his brain? Yep.
0: Absolutely. His brain has lots for picking, so we will be sure to do that.
1: You just have to up the baud rate when you enter that. <laughs> you know.
0: 9600 doesn't quite cut it. No, no. no.
1: you got to be like 10G. <laughs> um On the subject of silly CTO things, uh, the best-looking EUC CTO goes to Ruben Sprout. Absolutely. Uh, He's got the CTO position at Atlantis, and uh, and he's a good-looking, sharp guy. Um, The per capita EUC skills goes to the nation of the Netherlands. Uh, It's a freakish amount of talent and skill in that little country. And any time we're at an industry conference or meeting, it's like, the percentage of Dutch is ridiculous. Sorry. Which country? Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> which
4: company is that, Anton? <laughs> yeah, which I one?
1: You're representing your, oh, your alma mater.
4: I'm always living in uh, hey, I'm Esther, living in Belgium, so. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Well, you we still count.
4: No, no, perfect.
1: Yeah, thank uh, you. In the in the category of what's old is new, this one is fun for me. Um, the like 2008 9 Nirvana phone. Uh, Chris Flack and Jim Moyle and I were involved in this demonstrating your phone is your computer. It returned this year as continuum and other scenarios where you know you carry your phone around and it's your primary interface at your primary compute platform. That's pretty cool. That's an old idea that uh, maybe wasn't quite ready, but I think it's gonna fly. What do you guys think about that idea?
0: I think uh, it's pretty good.
1: Making Making it back. Back. Cool.
0: Now the, uh, the real question is when will we actually get proper clients for the Nirvana phone.
5: <laughs> Next.
0: <laughs> yeah, well,
5: Microsoft has that. They I announced they it already do. and they they showed us at the like during the summit. Oh, so that was pretty cool to see the RDP client working <laughs> and being able to connect to RDS and launch anything like Visio on your phone when it was docked to the little USB-C dock I think it was, so pretty cool. It works, that, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, the key is that it adopts the native resolution of the display you send it to, so Citrix has a great proof of concept with the workspace hub. You know, you take your iPhone and you swipe it onto an HDMI monitor. Um, so the concept's great, the early implementations look good, we just gotta see if people adopt it and if you know the form factor works, right? You know, Does it actually work in practice that you bring a phone and then you switch to keyboard mouse and a larger mm, monitor.
2: But, of course, or... an iPhone won't use a mouse. Is that, is that not correct?
1: Um, well, it uses the X1 mouse.
2: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's
0: right. It uses yeah. the Citrix hack mouse. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. See The <laughs> hacking mouse. The hacking mouse. Yeah. <laughs> The next so category. Christian, hang on, uh, get, Steve, this is
0: this is too funny. I can't let this one go. So Christian Riley on Twitter is saying, "Wait, what is this a Miss Universe all over again?" <laughs> 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 that's in re- regards to uh, Ruben Sprout being called the best looking. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a second, this is Miss Miss Universe happening all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was too funny? I couldn't no, let it go. That's great.
1: That's great. Is that in the chat or was that Twitter? I didn't see no, that. That was just on
0: Twitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Christian's good. Christian's got one. a good sense of humor.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. They can battle that one out.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: best open source development, I think, hands down, goes to the Raspberry Pi thin client platform. Absolutely. That is just cool.
0: It it convinced me to buy a device made for Linux, and that is accomplishing something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and just the whole idea. Raspberry Pi is really a symbol of the maker community of people coding and making things themselves taking inexpensive hardware another huge trend we mentioned IOT briefly but that's an undercurrent to all this is there's kind of a shift right down to low-cost technologies that people can implement the way they want make your so own that's a big deal. I mean
2: how, how long ago again we'll throw it back 60 years you know people were you know, making their own furniture and their woodworking um, shops in their house to, for you know fun and profit okay, what are we going to make in the next 50 years using Raspberry Pis and IoT and whatever
1: else? Probably laser shooting kitties, I'm just saying. I don't know.
2: <laughs> just, just no, what, what possible use would there be for something <laughs> like that? Oh, just you
0: wait and see.
1: Yeah. Good well, stuff. that's
0: what the Internet was made for, right? The Internet yeah. was made for sharing videos about laser shooting kitties.
1: Yeah, right. Well, at least kitties. <laughs> but <I was laughs> serious <laughs> no. though,
3: other than the Raspberry Pi, uh, I also think the you know the the little stick, big surprise from Intel, the Intel uh, Int- Intel stick or what it's called, is it that Compute Stick?
0: Yeah, the Intel Compute Stick.
3: Yeah, that's uh, also a cool device for 2015.
0: Absolutely, yeah. They were given a bunch of those out. Um, I think it was at Synergy, the Intel booth. They had a bunch yeah. of them that with Thin Links that they're given out as, uh, as thin clients for Citrix so yeah, it's definitely a cool, cool device.
1: Intel's doing uh, a ton of stuff, not just little computers but flash memory, um, their line of IOT type processors, Intel's bringing it, bringing it hard, they missed the boat on mobile and they're really gearing up for kind of the IOT phase of things. Yep. Cool, next category the other best-looking EUC CTO goes to Christian Riley of Citrix.
0: Oh, he gets the second best. I'm pretty yeah, sure that's worse than The world's not biggest Beach
1: Boys fan from Citrix. That's a joke from Facebook this morning. Uh, the biggest twist in 2015, I think a lot of people share this feeling, Microsoft is cool again. Like, when did that Absolutely. happen? Absolutely. You know? I saw what that article see? as well.
3: We actually did a count, Ruben and I, at the CTP meeting. And uh, I think we went, uh, actually, almost a tie between the amount of Macs and Windows laptops in the room this time. And it used to be like uh, 80% uh, Macs.
1: Yeah, it was like everyone was a Mac except Benny.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Benny. I never owned a Mac. You, you didn't mistakenly count my Chromebook as a Mac, did you?
1: Oh, OK. Well, no. Sorry. But, but, ah, okay. so Microsoft is cool, and Benny, Benny is cool again, too. He's always been cool, though. He's awesome. Okay, I think uh, we have a lot of contact with uh, product managers and people inside these companies, and there was also a unanimous vote that the best product manager of the year for EUC was Rachel Berry. Absolutely. Her oh, graphic, yes. promoting, and everything else have been unparalleled. She's funny, brilliant communicative, just has, did all the right things.
0: Yep. And uh, you know, we all love Rachel, thank you for everything you're doing for the community, um, you know, both at Citrix and outside of Citrix. Um, we wish you all the best in whatever 2016's journey has in store for you. And uh, congratulations for being the best PM for end user computing in 2015.
1: Woo-hoo! Hear, hear. Second so here. hoo promotion. Chris, Chris I think that,
0: I think that uh, requires that we talk to uh, your friend over there. So can you hook us up on that one? Alexa, applause.
2: If I had hands,
5: I'd be clapping.
1: <laughs> it's the thought that counts.
0: It's the thought that counts. Alexa wants to applause, but she just can't. She doesn't have hands.
2: She is snarkier than Siri ever thought to be. <laughs> awesome.
1: All right, so in the category we've had a lot of different things so far. We're down to our last couple, but we looked at acquisitions and integration. But you know, part of that is talent and hiring. And the best overall industry hiring of experts in EOC category goes to Atlantic Computing Atlantis Computing, hands down.
0: Hands down. Yeah. Great job.
1: I mean they've got a lot of brain power and uh, they're doing great stuff. And the final award for 2015, End User Computing Podcast. Now, this is the North American Award for the most pervasive use of F bombs. Goes to Claudio Rodriguez.
0: Of um, course, Claudio, congratulations. Oh, thank congratulations.
1: you. Congratulations.
5: But you know, I used it where it made sense, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: We, we have your prize uh, at the door, so you can take it
1: on your way out.
0: <laughs>
4: but, you're, but you're supposed to be speechless, Claudio.
1: <laughs> now that's just North America yeah
0: I think Steve we have one for, for APAC as well
1: we have uh, no, no, EMEA well, EMEA is up next so the most pervasive of use of F-bombs in 2015 in EMEA goes to Jim Moyle
0: Jim Moyle congratulations oh, Jim. woohoo yay Jim
1: he'll Thank even get into his
0: uh, presentations that's, that takes, yeah
3: sorry uh, mentioning APAC gives me an idea. We need to give APAC an a, a award as well. Uh, yes. And the guy a- that's get, getting the award is Warren.
0: Warren Simonson.
1: Yeah, Warren. Yeah. Yay, Warren. Yay, F-bomb Warren. Awesome. Yeah. We pretty much got worldwide F-bomb coverage at this point, I think.
3: Yeah, we need to get some people at the Arctic, but... Let's sort that out for the next day.
1: <laughs> well, awesome. It's been a great year. We're happy to recognize some of those people, some serious, some not so serious. But um, it's an amazing community of people, and, and I'm so glad to be part of it.
4: Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. That's very cool. So uh, thanks for leading that charge, Steve. We appreciate you uh, taking the charge on all of our awards for the year. Um, so, there's a bunch of stuff, uh, you know, a couple of us went to the, um, the CTP meetings, which were in Florida, uh, have to be hush-hush about a lot of that stuff, but then there's also Summit that's coming up beginning of next month. Um, what are you guys looking forward to over the next month or so uh, in terms of personal or professional lives as it relates to, uh, to technology or anything that we talk about on this podcast?
2: Free trip to Las Vegas? I
0: don't know. Free trip to Las Vegas. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's called Citrix Summit. And when I mean free, I mean company paid for it. So there you go.
0: Yep. All and right. you
4: have Synergy uh, in May as well. So uh-huh. Yeah, two message.
2: trips to Las Vegas. I'm just going yeah. nuts, man. And if you
3: want to, you can go there for both VMworld and Nutanix Next, right?
2: I don't know, man. Four times in a year. That's, uh, that's, so that's... we
3: should just actually stay in Vegas from... January. Just stay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So
2: we can record that's... another Hangover series. Quit my job and sit at a poker table for a year. I might.
1: Knowing you, make I more money might. that way. <laughs> we should just do the
3: EFC podcast, the movie, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: That... Is that something like The Hangover, or is that different? That's That's the equivalent.
1: Equivalent. A bit different. So, so how does that movie begin? Sean Bass wakes up, doesn't know what happened, and he works at Citrix now.
0: With a tiger in the room. (laughs) With a tiger in the room. Yeah, he's got a tiger in the room. How this time? Oh, oh,
3: oh! oh, 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 uh, Wait, we need a polar bear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty funny. So uh, so you guys are looking forward to Vegas. Uh, anything else going on? Uh, anything you guys are looking... Well, obviously, Steve's looking forward to shutting down for a little bit, so that'll be good.
1: Yeah, I'm shutting down for a little bit.
0: So when when do you go on shutdown, Steve?
1: It actually started right before this podcast, so this Perfect. is my first vacation activity. This is awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Are you
0: starting back like on Monday or not?
1: Oh, no. I'm shutting down. <laughs> It's shutting down. January fourth is my next. I experience. think
0: it's well deserved. Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well deserved. Good job.
1: January fourth. I mean, things always come up, but you know, it's just mentally checking out.
0: Yep. Yep. Very cool. Uh, anybody else doing anything fun over the next month or so, or looking forward to any uh, announcements, product releases? I, I'm I'm actually kind of bummed. We got to wait till the middle of the year, at least. At this point, is what it sounds like for Windows Server 2016. I was really looking forward to lighting up the new year with uh, with 2016 launching, but don't think that's going to happen.
1: Well, Dan, you touched on earlier the uh, announcement, which I missed because I was so heads down the last 24 hours closing out the year. But um, NetApp acquiring SolidFire, yeah, that's very interesting. The other prediction I I made, and I'm seeing validated by people that actually know what they're talking about with Flash, is that by the end of 2016 will hit that inflection point where flash will be, you know, cheaper and higher capacity. Obviously, faster performance. But right. 2016 is probably the year of that that uh, that curve hitting. And um, SolidFire under NetApp is really interesting. Um, it's kind of like Zen Server coming back to life. That could breathe a whole new set of uh, interest in NetApp. I mean, their software is good, but they weren't you know, they were kind of still in the old model, you know?
0: Yeah, and they, they had actually had failed attempts to enter into the, the Flash space as well with FlashRay. I don't know if you remember that, that product or not, but um, they, they announced that they were killing FlashRay earlier this year, uh, stopping development on that and redirecting all those resources to uh, data on tap, um, and then, you know, this SolidFire announcement kind of came out of left field over the last week or two it had been rumored in the register and and others and then it just became formalized yesterday um 870 million is what uh what SolidFire is wow. going to be getting for uh, wow. for the net out buy um, and just to kind of put that into perspective i put this out on twitter last night but um, a little over 5 years ago hp bought uh 3par and the 3par buy price was uh, 2.4 billion so to think that hp paid 3 times as much for 3par as NetApp is paying for SolidFire just kind of puts things into perspective. It's very interesting to me.
1: It, it's a really good, that's an interesting comparison because they paid a lot for 3PAR. Right. And, and not only is SolidFire Flash, it's a different concept in storage. It really is software defined. It guarantees performance. It allocates blocks using a different algorithm. It's pretty next generation, and that's a big deal. I think for NetApp. I don't know how it's going to shake out, it always comes down to how you execute. But it's a new storage concept and it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Marrier says he's focusing on our next year he expects more on Azure stack and series on Microsoft Azure and also NetScaler CPX as well. Pretty exciting cool. stuff. Absolutely, Azure Stack. So I th- I expect a lot of stuff going on next year and the year after.
0: Well, there's been a ton of buzz about a number of different technologies this year, and maybe 2016 will start to uh, to see the mainstream start to plan for a lot of them being in our regular projects, um, and uh, should be a lot of fun. Um, I think you know 2015 has been quite a year actually uh it's very been a very full year um and I'm looking forward to what whatever two thousand sixteen brings about as it relates to to technology and computing
4: yeah I'm wondering if two thousand and sixteen can top two thousand and fifteen that would be really hard, but it's possible.
0: Well, we will have to do our awards again next year and see who gets the, the best-looking CTO award uh, and who gets second-best.
1: <laughs> <And laughs> Maybe you so, will be
0: the best-looking CTO then. Probably. Oh, that that would be something. <laughs>
1: Ooh, yeah. But now are Ruben and Christian going to be dressing up all year and trying to look their best? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got to get get on the Miss Universe pageant. So that that was really something. I don't know if you guys saw the outcome of that, but that was just really bad design on the cards that the dude had to read for the Miss Miss Universe pageant. So hopefully, Steve has double checked the awards before he spoke yeah. out. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're we're taking back your award. We accidentally misread that. Chris <laughs> so would be really happy with it. <laughs> it's awesome. Very I don't cool. think
1: anybody. Back the f bomb awards so, though. Um, North America, Claudio is king. Jim reigns in Europe and Warren down under. So, no debate there.
0: Absolutely. So uh, as you're looking into 2016, uh, maybe just go around the uh, around the room. Let's talk about uh, conference schedules. Um, I know it's it's common that. You, you know, we all plan out what conferences we want to go to, which ones are we going to submit to present at, stuff like that. So as you're looking forward to 2016, what are some of the, uh, the anticipated conferences um, or just, you know, different community events that you're going to? Um, just interested to see what you guys are looking forward to. E2E, VC
4: in Dublin. It would be epic.
0: Very cool. You guys all
4: cool. should come over.
0: Dublin. I'm not sure my wife will let me. I've heard uh, mysterious things happen to people in Dublin.
4: Maybe bring her
0: to, as well. <laughs> I guess that's true. If I get <laughs> if I get her into trouble with me, she's a lot less angry about it. You can you uh, can probably
4: uh, think about an award as well for her. Ah, there you go. Wondering who, who's coming to the summit with you guys?
0: Uh, I'll some be. Something.
4: Yeah, ben is I'd, coming. Steve is coming.
1: I'll be there. Yep. Okay.
4: Um, are you coming, Chris?
3: I am, in fact.
1: Okay.
0: Alex, are you coming? I guess
3: you're kidding. Oh, uh, as it looks right now, no. All, All right. But it might change. We'll
4: Four see.
0: out of five. Four out of five, and probably a, a number of others from the CTP I'm group. I'm
4: still wondering if I uh, will be there. Okay. I have to check out.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing Summit and Synergy, presenting at both, um, covering hyperconvergence at both. And with always with the best to looking CDO, right? What's that?
4: You are presenting with the best looking CDO.
1: Yes, I am actually. Uh, <laughs> so you are <at>, you're <laughs> ah. with Ruben. Yep, at both events. Yeah. And yeah. then Bright Forum is is just a given. Bright Forum is just so much fun. It's like the greatest people, the best content. It's a small conference. Yeah. Um, whether you present or not, it's always great. Um, I'm also running the Citrix User Group for Phoenix Metro area. We had a great kickoff year. We had four meetings in 2015 that all went really well. That's awesome. I also attend the um, Phoenix IoT group with some of the OctaBlue guys and a bunch of cool developers from around here. And um, I'm looking to, to some new things. I'll probably be at uh, Nutanix next this coming year. I didn't make it last time. Um, a lot of good stuff. That's awesome.
4: Uh, I hope I can make it to Bradford US this year. You guys know when the call for topics is going to open for Bryform?
0: Uh, they don't typically do it as far in advance as Synergy. I think you know Synergy is one of the furthest you know, close to six months in advance they cut it off. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll probably be a month or two in advance. Okay. But either way, you know, whatever conferences we're we're going to, uh, you know, we definitely got to connect and do a live uh, EUC podcast. That was a, a really cool experience at Bryform. And for any of our listeners or those on the uh, the live stream, if you ever want to catch the the uh, broadcast live, uh, if we're at a local conference or at a user group or anything else like that, um, we'd love to have you. Love we'll to have you on show.
2: If we find you loitering around, we will drag you in front of a mic. <laughs>
0: Well, Chris, you're really good at dragging people kicking. Damn out.
2: right I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Chris, even so boy to, yeah, So
2: we've
1: also got a number of repeat offenders in the chat room with great inputs. I think we should have them on the show next year.
2: Yeah, I see yep. Esther. I see uh, Marius. Eduardo,
1: Marius. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Very cool.
0: Well, if there's uh, if there's nothing else that you guys think of, I think we can go ahead and wrap things up. Um, this has been a fantastic uh, holiday special. Uh, End-user computing podcast was a phenomenal 2015. Uh, a lot of us are really looking forward to uh, 2016 and what the year will bring. Um, is, any closing thoughts before we uh, wrap things up?
4: Yeah, I want to uh, to jump in a p- quick poll. How many uh, EUC podcasts do we expect next year?
0: <laughs> uh, probably somewhere between 6 and 12.
4: Why, wow, what's going on? No, I think we should go for twelve.
2: Okay, I like a monthly schedule. Yeah, yeah. We,
4: let's double it now. You're now on the sixth podcast, so.
0: You know, you're really you're putting us out there, committing on the air and to to a streamed audience that we're committing to a monthly cadence. That's uh, that's quite a lot to commit to, on
1: Anton. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but think about what Gardner commits to. Every year,
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I guess that's true. In comparison to what Gartner commits us to every year, so you mean
4: we, we can promise 100 and only deliver well
0: another amount, 25 percent. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's, perfect. No, that sounds good, Anton. Uh, and I think you know one of the things we've been talking through is finding a good time that works both for the listeners as well as you know hosts and co-hosts. So. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll pick a cadence that works and then people can uh, learn to tune in at right right around that same time every year or every month.
1: And apparently Warren is aware of his award he just posted on, on Twitter, so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they must be awake down, down there and down under.
1: What he says is passion drives progress. So. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Maybe he can jump in someday.
1: Oh, we'd love to have him, yeah.
4: Oh, absolutely. That would be great.
0: Yeah the godfather of control the delete. Cool. Uh any other closing thoughts?
1: Just that it's been an awesome year. It really has been amazing. And uh this podcast has been a blast. So Absolutely. I'm looking forward to doing it more. Thanks for all the effort. Connecting with more of the community and uh let's just keep rocking.
4: Everybody have a great Christmas and your and next year, 2016.
1: Yep, all right. happy holidays, happy New Year to everyone.
4: Take care of all your fingers.
0: Yep, and whichever holiday you uh, celebrate, enjoy it. Spend some time with your family and loved ones. Uh, enjoy the New Year, uh, kissing your uh, significant other uh, as the ball drops, or whatever bring, your tradition is in, in Europe. And bring some snow to Alex. And yep. bring some snow to Alex so Anton and Alex <laughs> can enjoy their skiing and snowboarding. Yep, snowboarding uh, for the win.
4: thanks everybody
0: and and, uh, for the record this is uh, End User Computing Podcast episode number 6 wrapping up you can uh, follow us online ESCPodcast.com or on Twitter Uh, thanks everybody have a great morning afternoon or evening wherever you are take care cheers